do you know what I've done? Do I know what you've done? I, yes. I don't think that, I don't think so. I don't think you know what I've done. No, I don't believe I do. Do you know last week you made a comment, you said, hey, I have an idea. Yeah. And usually I'm shocked that you have ideas. They're but, great ideas. Yeah, well, you said, hey, how about we change the name from Lunch Break Podcast, which was my idea, by the way. You just said I had the idea. No, that was my lunch break podcast, my idea. Okay. But you trumped my idea because you think you're great. And you said, hey, how about we call it the Phil and Mark show? I think that's only right. I went into travail. Okay. Prayer and fasting. Sure. I've not eaten in nine days. Wow. And I felt like you're right. I felt like we need to change the show, the pod lunch break podcast True. to to the Phil and Mark show. I've got great ideas. Although what I opened with is you have no idea what I've done because of our friendship. Okay. And I would like to show you, I reached out to the professional artist to get a new logo because sure. it can't be the Phil and Mark show. Right. With just Mark. Right. With just your picture on the. And so I said to her, I said, Hey, the lunch break podcast, boring. Nobody's watching it. Sure. But if we change the name to the Phil and Mark show. It'll explode. She's like, I'm in. Yeah. I said, work your magic. Okay. She worked her magic. And you don't know what it looks like, correct? I do not. You I haven't have not seen it. seen it. I didn't sleep last night. I was you have not seen the new lunch break, new now Phil and Mark show, <laughs> the brand spanking new uh, logo. Sure. So Mark standing there with the coffee shirts gone. Sure. I'm about to unveil here okay. for the first time. You've never seen it. Is this true? I've never seen All it. All right. Here is the new. And if you're listening, go look at the new artwork. This is this is my love for you. Okay. Because why? I care about your soul. I'm nervous a little bit. So there it is right there. <laughs> you like it? That's incredible. Okay. Let's just walk through it a minute just to show you, just to show you my love for you. Okay. Okay. Above my shoulder, what does it say? <laughs> Bigfoot. It says, I'm sorry. It says Bigfoot colon, I believe in you. I believe exclamation in you. I mean, mark. right. I'm carrying a guitar. That's pretty true to me. Correct. <laughs> this is great. Yes. But then, but then look at you because that's what I want to focus on. Okay. I want you to just look at yourself and how wonderful of a job you you're carrying a knapsack. What do they call them? A rucksack yeah, a ruck for you Marines. Sure. But notice the little T on the rucksack for Tennessee. <laughs> I noticed that. That's because I love you. Okay. Okay. Because I, I was like, no, you're not putting that crap on this picture, but because I love you, I let them put a little pansy, T logo on your rucksack, Pansy, but huh? you're carrying bombs, rockets. You're carrying some Viking stuff, some, yeah. some swords, some axes, and there's a gun in there too. And there's a gun. You got a rifle. Call it a rifle. Oh, right. Sorry, you're, you're, my you're from the Marines. Call it a rifle. Grenades. You got grenades. You got bullets. You got your hand on my shoulder, which I thought was incredible. Like I have your back. I got your back, little sweet boy that never loses his temper, Uncle Phil. <laughs> Has your back. Do you like it? Do I you like you've it? even got the little tattoo of the bird on your arm. Yes. Do you like it? I think it's the greatest thing I have ever seen in my life. Now, it was it was the Phil and Mark show. Right. But I can't do that. 
I, I it's my show, and I, I feel like you're trying to take over, sort of like Absalom, but I love <laughs> you anyway. And so I, I labeled it the Mark and Phil show, and down at the bottom right, and the reason I did that is because M comes before P. Right. right. Alphabetically, we got to do it. Alphabetically, right? I'm better sure. than you. And well, then MP for military police. Sure, sure. So think think outside the box. I like how that's orange, too, where it says and, Mark and, and Phil. And that's it's orange. why I did it, because Tennessee orange, I put Tennessee orange there because I thought if I give him Tennessee orange, he's good. So it truly is the Mark and Phil show. Do you like it? I would if I love it. I would if I could get that into a tattoo, I would. Okay, good. Well, I could probably work that out. Yeah, I would get that as a tattoo. Speaking of tattoos, Greatest Tennessee thing. orange. Are you ready? You is know, your soul ready. We play each other this we week. We play. I, I saw today that Alabama opens up as a touchdown favorite. Uh, but then last year, you guys opened up as a six and a half point favorite. And we all know what happened last year. What happened? So, well, we, we beat you guys. Okay. Pretty badly. I would like to, before we get into this for a moment, because I don't want to waste time talking about some sorry football team. Um, I, I feel like you didn't say thank you. I, I feel like you just threw my phone back over like, eh, well, do, do, a thank you. No, no, nice. thank you. It's incredible. Do you I, like it? I would get it as a tattoo. I'm serious. Okay, because I felt like I was taking over. It was mm. just me mm. with a little coffee. Right. Lunch break, Mark. And and it's it's the Mark and, and Phil And there's show. little Phil. So know. welcome, everybody, to the, to the first episode of the Mark and Phil show. Mark and Phil show. We're glad you're here. So let's go back. Tennessee, Alabama play each other this week. They do. How do you get an Alabama grad off your porch? You pay for the pizza. Kick them off. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, that that no. didn't even make sense to me. You pay for the, an Alabama grad? Uh, All he can do is deliver pizza? That's kind of the joke. Oh, God. So, that was a terrible joke. Where does an Alabama fan, uh, what app does he download for uh, to find a female, another girl? Ancestry.com. There it was. So did you just go home and Google all these to just trash me I, after I went over <laughs> and, and offered some of the best artwork ever? It is great. And now you're just kicking me in between. No, no. It's Alabama Hate Week in just a few that days. That is true. In, in just I a few days. You post anything. You usually post a, a terrible hate meme and tag me in it all week long. I, it's Wednesday. So by the, the, the next couple days, you'll see stuff. Yeah, I hadn't seen anything. I had somebody come up in church to me a couple days ago and say, hey, we're rooting for you. And I said, what are you talking about? And they said, we're rooting for Tennessee this weekend. Have you had anybody come up to you and say, hey, we're rooting no, for you guys this weekend? No, they were probably Presbyterian. <laughs> I don't know why they would say that. They're probably in the wrong church. They, they said probably... that because they were listening to the podcast. Uh, no, they They're like, not. we want to hear Mark open up with Rocky Top. It's never going to happen. So right now on the show, we got to have a bet. Okay. It's Wednesday. Yes. I got to have a bet. What do you want? What do you want to bet? Well, we said that we were going to do Mellow Mushroom. Uh-huh. And then, Are you still uh, good for that? I'm still good for that. Okay. And then the next episode, the loser would have to open up with the the song of the school. The reach across the table. We're shaking. Yeah, we're shaking. Are you right good here. with that? I'm good no with that. No whining if you lose. Rocky Top or you said Sweet Home Alabama for me. I may pick another song. I don't know. Uh, I, it's my show. Okay. But but yeah. yes, you will be singing and yes. I'm thankful for that. So I'm ready. I feel like Nick Saban. You know why I know I'm ready? Why? I watched him cuss about 42 players he out. Went he went crazy Saturday. And I like that. I'm like, finally, he's back to the old Nick Saban. He's tired of being nice. Yes. And he just basically basically just chewed him out. He went nuts. Yes. I was watching him on the sidelines. He's 70 something years old. I can read lips and you know what he was saying? A lot of four letter yes, words. Yes. There were lots of little yes. letter words there. Yes. 
So I feel good. I feel like he's angry. He's angry little Nick, and we're coming. Angry little Nick's going to beat you. How was that different from last year? He wasn't angry. He's got so many championship rings he doesn't care. But now he's angry, Nick, okay. because he's tired of losing. He looks sloppy, okay. but I'm okay with that. Okay. Aren't enough football. What you okay. got for me today? I have a question for you. It's a very simple one. Uh, how's your marriage? What? I want to know. I care about your soul, too. And I would just like to ask you how your marriage is. Do you know something I don't know? Not that have you I know. Have talked with Robin about something I don't know? Not no. I have not Then why all. would you ask, how's my marriage? I Do care. you think it's bad? No, I care about you. I care about your soul. I care about you and Robin. How is my marriage? She's talked to you, hasn't she? She has not. Well, she has said something to you that's got you thinking, <laughs> how's my marriage? What did she say? She, I promise you, this is just an I'm caring for you a few days before the I'm Alabama Tennessee her. game. I'm calling her. I oh, think Lord. she has reached out and she has said something because I see it in your little eyeballs. Your she eyeballs didn't say are anything to me. something like asking me how my marriage is. No. She's talked to you. She probably wants you to tell me something to make me a better husband. She I'm calling hasn't her right said now. Anything. Hang on. I, I don't know if she She'll answer. You know why? Why? Because she always has her phone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's. Here we go. She knows I've called. Y'all have talked. Hello. She answered. Hey, honey. Wow. How? Um, I'm on the podcast, and Phil just asked me a pretty poignant question. He just opened up with, "How's your marriage?" And I think our marriage is great. So you've not talked with him, shared anything she, about last weekend when we were on our date night or anything? She has Nothing not, like I that. promise. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you hadn't said anything to him. About what? About how our condition of our marriage is. Because I think you've talked to him like he's supposed to fix me or something. Have you <laughs> talked to Phil, yes or no? That would be no. Okay, well, let me ask you a question, because I don't want to overstep my bounds and answer. So I'll let you. How is our marriage? Our marriage is great. One to ten. <laughs> One to ten. That's such a... Yeah. Okay, that's such an exact... Yes. Um, gosh, I would say... <laughs> I would say an eight, wow. a strong, solid eight. I mean, I would say a 10, but that's very, wow. I don't know, presumptuous maybe. There's always tweaks, presumptuous. right? Presumptuous. I feel like it's tweaks. Yeah. yeah. Presumption and tweaks. I mean, do you know when I asked Phil about our friendship, do you know what he picked between one and 10? A 12. That's right. You picked an eight and you live with me? I'm terrible. Yes, because there's, <laughs> I'm a horrible man. Not, you're not terrible. I wish I would have never called you. <laughs> not terrible. Okay, well, I love you. Are you leaving now? I am because I know you've talked to him to fix me because you want that little two to go up to a 10, eight to 10. And and I'm, I'll be okay. I'll be all right. It's okay. I, I'm all right. Actually, this is such a short conversation, but that's fine. I mean, I would give us a 10, but then that yeah. that makes people think that I think mm -hmm. that we're perfect. And we're, to well, a 10 we is perfect. Right, so right. Perfect is not. We're really great, though. We're like a strong, we're a very strong eight. Okay. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not a good number? No, that's perfect. I, I love an eight. It's it's a new uh, according to the Bible it's new beginnings. That's right. If it was a grade, it would definitely be a B plus, maybe an A. So it wouldn't be like an B plus. So maybe I shouldn't have said eight, like eight point five. Like, like I've been married to you thirty three years and a B plus, <laughs> a literal freaking B plus. 
on 33 years of marriage. Who says we're just perfect? Nobody says that. But I could get an A minus, a B plus. Someone told you you they had the perfect. That would be me. You would run. I would never run. I would say, how did you achieve that, almighty man? No, you'd say, there's no way. It's 100. But you've been married to me 33 years. I've I I, I've gone to college. I've gone to grad school twice. Oh, did I right. did I even did you. I even get B pluses? Never, <laughs> all A's. But no, it comes to marriage. B plus. I should have never called. I don't even feel like doing the show now. <laughs> I feel like just quitting. I love you. Enjoy. Uh, Enjoy what you're going to do with that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Goodbye. <clears throat> wow. 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 And a, a, B. A, a B. A B plus. And I pastor a church. You can't pastor a church with a B plus. I am. Now, what am I going to do Sunday? I am hey, shocked. I'm Mark. I'm a B plus. I'm shocked. I'm, wants to I'm glad I asked the question. I now. wish you hadn't because now I'm a little miffed. I'm a little bit like, what did I do? I know what I did. What? I know why she picked that. Why? We went on a date okay. last week, a getaway. Sure. You ever been on a getaway? Yeah, of course. All right. I went on a getaway. Her idea. She goes, honey, remember what I told you about that? Something's coming. Yeah, something's coming. Honey, I said, yes, hon. Thinking I'm probably a 10. Right. Thinking we're an A+. Plus. I thought that too. I'm assuming. She said, hey, I booked us somewhere, Serenby. Hmm. You ever been there? I have not, no. Stepford Wives. Right. It's some high-end community thing. I don't fit there. Bougie, I'm, right? I'm a redneck. I guess. I can't even spell bougie, but it's a high-end place with multi-million dollar homes and everybody eats organic grass. Yeah. She wants to go there. Right. I'm good with that. Sure. I don't mind. I, I why? Because in my mind, we're a 10. I just want her I happy. I thought so, too. I'm not thinking B+. Plus. Right. I'm thinking, we're probably summa cum laude. <laughs> we go, and so we have a great time. She right. picks the number one bedroom there. We're in a little sure. farmhouse. We go on a nice little date. Everything sure. is perfect. Sounds great. Sounds great. We're, we're looking at donkeys. We're hiking. We're riding through donkeys. trails together on a golf cart. Just, I mean, it's a 10. Right. If you would have seen us out that night, you would have looked at us not knowing and you would have said but they're a 10 they've got a perfect marriage they have a perfect, i would have said that you would have said that if yes. you would have looked at us giggling yeah. across the table right i'm thinking that i should have never called right. her i right. know why she picked b plus if you're listening i'm going to tell you why she 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 gave me a b plus why because the last night we're mm-hmm. sitting at a table at the farmhouse and at the farmhouse, it's hard to be redneck because it's sure. the moment you look at the menu, you realize rednecks don't eat. Yeah, right. You can't even spell the words. It's high end food. Right. And so I'm looking at the high end food and I'm thinking, well, it's date night, mm-hmm. right? She's invited me. Sure. So I'm, I'm going to go all in. I don't want her to think mm-hmm. I'm a cheap date. And here's where it starts going downhill. Okay. This is why I'm a B plus. Okay. She said, Hey, we've been married 33 years. And she said, Hey, I said, this is going to be fun. She never starts that way. She said, let's <laughs> role play. Okay. Right. Okay. You with me? I, I, am. I say, explain that, honey. Because right. I'm starting to think, hey, I might get lucky later. That's what no, I thought. No, yeah. nope, nope, nope. She said, let's pretend, because mm-hmm. we've been together 33 years, sure. let's pretend like this is our first date and we're on our first date together. Oh, wow. So I'm like, well, that'll be kind of fun. We've been married 33 years. Right. We know everything. So I, I pick a good name, Chuck. <laughs> okay. Right? I just, my name's Chuck. What was her name? I, I, I don't know. We, we'll probably just say something like... Uh, Carla. 
Chuck she, and Carla. She never told me. Okay. Because it went south real quick. Okay. So she said, let's just pretend like this is a first date since this generation's kind of crazy wild and we'll act like we don't even know each other. Right. I said, okay, fun, ready, and action. Now here's why I'm going to go from a 10 to an 8 and okay. probably why she said B+. And I know she called you, did she? She did not, I promise. She yeah, did I not call me. I swear she did. All right, so uh, she said... Well, hello. And I said, well, thank you for going out with me tonight. I really appreciate that. She said, well, you're so welcome. Right. I said, well, I picked the farmhouse because it, it's got really great food. And I said, but, but before we start, because it was an expensive menu. Right. Right. I said, um, hey, I have a question. She said, yeah. I said, look, I know it's our first date, but I really wanted to pick somewhere fancy. Sure. And I want you to eat anything on the menu you want. Mm. I said, but, you know, because I'm role playing. Right. In my mind. Sure. I'm like, this is fun. Right. I don't have any quirks against her. I don't even know her. Right. I've just met her for the first time. I'm thinking she's kind of hot. She's right. got on lipstick. She sure. obviously wore perfume. High end okay. gluten restaurant. Right. So I say, as most people would today, hey, after this real fancy meal, you mm -hmm. want to go back to my cabin and have sex. Don't see anything wrong with that. Me either. It's a first date. Right. That's what they do, right? Right. Now. Nowadays. Nowadays. Yes. If, if, if I couldn't have done that in the 80s, I'd go to no hell. No way. Same here. But 2023, I'm yeah, just she's a woman. And I don't even know if she's a woman. Right. Because I didn't check. Good point. Good point. And you don't know today. She could have been a man because I've never met her. We're role play. Right. And so that's all going through my mind. Well, right. What if I, I think it's a woman, but it's a man because I didn't ask. Right. Because I politically don't know what to ask. And you can't. You, you, can't, you can't. And you can't assume. You I can't, can't assume yeah, no. she's a woman. So now I feel stuck. I feel like I've asked right. this human for sex. Don't know if it's a man or a woman. It's I'm a thinking game. woman. Right. She's acting womanlish. Right. You know what she said back? What? Shock. Yes. There you go. She said yes. There you go. So now I quit role play. Right. I go right back into Mark and I said, you you mean to tell me that you would have sex <laughs> on the first date? <laughs> right. I quit role playing real quick like. Yeah. She didn't have sex with me on the first date. She's right. too holy. She made me wait to the wedding day. Imagine that. Yeah, imagine. Right. I had to wait seven months taking cold showers because wow. she back then, holy right. Robin, made me wait. Carla, nope. nope. Sex tonight, right after this meal. I was wow. shocked. I immediately went out at cut I just left the whole thing I said you kidding me you would you would have sex with me you don't even know me what if I have a disease she said well I would uh, she said you look cute and I said you mean to tell me you're gonna have sex with me because I bought a nice meal here's where it goes south okay she says well what do you think I am a prostitute <laughs> and then I should shut up right I didn't. Of course. You know why? Why? Because I'm Mark. Right. I got to keep going. Sure. So I dig it. I go, well, I mean, I'm not calling you a prostitute, but if you're going to have sex because you got a good pork chop, <laughs> what would that make you? Right. And then she looks across the table like, you just called me a hooker? And then I should have just quit. Yeah. I should have just walked off. Because she's still Carla. Right. I'm not Carla. No, I'm, you, I'm, I'm, you're back to Mark. I'm back to Mark. Right. I'm a preacher. And you're, you're a prostitute willing to have sex with me for the first time. Wow. And I just called her on the carpet. I said, I cannot believe a woman of four children would give herself up that easily over a pork chop. Or a good pork chop. Probably, I know why, she had a glass of Cabernet. There it is. And I think it sent her over the top. There it is. One glass sent her right over the top. Now she's willing right. to have sex with a complete stranger. Right. I'm calling her right back. Do you mind if I call her back and ask I do that? not mind if you call her right back. Okay. And, and because I think that's why she chose 
to give me an eight because I accidentally called her a prostitute. I should have let it alone. I should have said, no, honey, let's go back to Robin and Mark. Right. And, uh, hello. Okay. I'm really bothered. I have a B plus, but I think I know why. Okay. Here's why. Do you remember the date night last week? At, at Serenby. At Serenby. The date weekend, yep. And you wanted to role play. <laughs> yes. And in that role play, I was Chuck and you were Carla. And we didn't have names. Well, in my mind, I had names. <laughs> Be, okay. But, but you said this is our first date. We don't know each other. And that was yes. what we, Yes. Okay. And so then I said, hey, Carla, would you like to go after this fancy meal? Would you like to go back to the room and have sex with me? And what did you say? <laughs> yes. See? There and, it is. And then that's what I told Phil. That's where it went south because then I quit role playing because now I'm angry. I'm like, you made me wait seven months to have sex with you before we got married years ago. But now on a first time date with a nobody, you don't even know you're going to have sex. And you said yes. And then I said, well, that's that sounds kind of like a prostitute. And I think that's where it oh went be gosh. because you took that wrong. And I didn't mean it wrong. I want to apologize. But you had a glass of wine. You said. So. But I also said the reason you probably would have had sex with me is you had a glass of Cabernet and you I said yes because you're my husband no not no, in that no, moment not in that moment we were no. role playing we had never I we had know, never met I know we had never met flirty play it was flirty play we, that's what it was okay well, so then me acting like you were a prostitute who would sleep with me for an expensive pork chop and a glass okay, of Cabernet. Okay, first of all, just because someone, just because, just because people may have sex before they get married does not make them a prostitute. Okay, so. but with, with somebody they don't know, a stranger. I could have been a woman. You didn't ask. Oh, my. You're, you, you, you did not ask me if I was a woman. You assumed my gender, right? <laughs> And yet you're going to go sleep with somebody. You're just assuming gender. Amazing. Are, Amazing. Is this going to be your podcast? Is this your podcast? Material? No, no, I quit the podcast. Once I found out you gave a B plus, <laughs> I cut it off. I quit I, never doing it again. Your, your vocal tonations lead me to believe oh, otherwise. Great word. Vocal oh, tonations. Oh, oh. I like okay, that. Well, I got to go now. I love you. Love you do you bye. love me? I do. Okay, good. Hey, Carla, I'll see you tonight. <laughs> bye. Vocal tonations. I like that. that by the that's way. that's it. I know that's wow. it. I should have shut up. Not Mark. Mark keeps yakking. <sighs> wow. I keep digging. Yeah. And, and I don't sure. quit. I just keep going yeah. for it. And I, I keep saying, Well, my goodness, you gonna what you gonna order that? That's expensive. <laughs> and then because I'm thinking sex, and then she's thinking prostitute. Whole night went bad. You know what happened? What's that? We went back to the room. You know what happened? You fell asleep. Fell asleep. Yeah. That's what you do after thirty three yeah, years. Is. She is. ate too much meat. I'll talk about that later. Remind <laughs> me next week to talk about what happens when she eats meat. Oh, it's okay. not good. She's asleep. She's snoring. I'm right. snoring. Then I wake up about 30 minutes later. I start thinking about Carla. Right. I start, well, where's Carla? It didn't work. No. She's, she's asleep. Yeah, I'm like, hey, Carla, Carla. Carla, it's Chuck. She doesn't wake up. Yeah, no Sound asleep. So that's why. So I'm sorry if people wow. are following us. I hate to open up with the Mark and Phil wow. show and realize I'm not all that. Yeah, sure. I'm not all sure. that. If you sure. think I'm all that, I'm not. Uh, obviously, I'm a B. I bet if I call her next week, I'll probably be a B minus. I'll do something else wrong. Why? Because I need your help. Because I, I, I dig a little bit. Right, sure. I, I should just shut up and just, Carla, you're beautiful. Thanks for having us. Enjoy the moment. Nope. Yeah. Not old Mark. Not old ADHD Mark. This guy to just pick at her. 
And so, you know, I don't know, though. I'm going to try a glass of Cabernet again and just see. Yeah, you got a couple points to make up between now and uh, whenever. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry. So let's do that then. Yeah. Since this is our first official mark, let's just talk marriage. I'm excited, sure. Let's just talk. Does your wife have... So, so hang with me over the next few minutes. Mm-hmm. I want to talk how to have a great marriage. All joking sure. aside, I've been married to sweet Robin. Yeah. 33 years. Wonderful human. She puts up with me. She tolerates me. She uh, puts up with all my quirks. Uh, I want to I want to talk about how do we handle life together when our personalities are so different and when we, when we know each other's quirks. Sure. Does Alicia have any quirks? She does. She's got some uh, fun little things that uh, she does. She is a very, very neat and clean person. So everything from leaving your uh, underwear on the ground to uh, coming in from work and the dishes aren't done. Uh, She's very clean, quirky uh, in every aspect of her life. She's very neat. And it's not that I'm not. It's just that I don't in the moment think about stuff like that. That's every minute. And so she, um, yeah, she's just very much, I would almost say OCD clean. She oh, likes wow. everything clean. So her work is OCD-ish. Yes, very okay. much so when it comes so to she cleanliness. A, will she leave a dish in the sink or wash it immediately? No, no, she washes everything immediately, yeah. Do, would you mind if I send Robin yes. to Alicia? Okay, sure. To, for training? Yeah, sure, sure. Right? And she could role play. No, sure. It could be Carla. Carla. I'm sending Carla. Sure. And uh, not our house. We just throw all the dishes there and then we pray and hope someone will clean them. Yes. And it's usually one of the dogs. You'll hear the dog in there, you know, right. and he's licking all the dirty plates. Sure. So you do you have quirks? Man, I have a ton of quirks. I am very in the moment and very spontaneous and very, um, let's just go and get it done. And uh, Alicia is not like that at all. She enjoys it because uh, that that's not really her personality, but she enjoys that in me because I'm a little bit more um, freer and uh, I'm a lot more fun and so it it, it kind of brings out her wild side and so it, it does actually work together but I'm very much like I would do things when we lived in South Georgia uh, the girls would come in home uh, from school on a weekend Alicia's a teacher and I would have a sign when they would come in the door pack your bags in 15 minutes we're leaving somewhere uh, to go somewhere in 15 minutes and not tell them where we're going they would have to scramble and, and that just blows and Alicia's mind can handle that. Oh, no, but she's learned to. She's learned to. She's learned to. All right. So how how do you two, how long have you married? 15 years next year. Oh, you're just a puppy. Yeah, we're babies. How did you handle each other's distinctly different personalities? You know, it how was... How you learn to grow together? I think it was different for us because when we got married, I didn't get married till I was 33. I got married later in life, and so I was a lot... Uh, I was very independent, and I was very... Um, I, I had my way of doing things, and she did too. She was 27, I think, when we got married, and so um, w- it was different for us in that we were both a little older and independent, and kind of set in our ways. And so that first, you know, we're dating, and the first, I don't know, year, it was great. You know how that that honeymoon phase, and she can do nothing wrong, and I can do nothing wrong. But then when the honeymoon phase ended, uh, it it became really real. She said that I would do things like. Uh, after being married for six months, I would literally just get in the car and go somewhere without telling her. And she would pick up the phone and be like, hey, 
where are you going? What are you doing? And I would say, well, I'm, I'm going to get something to eat or I'm going out to hang out with some friends and just not tell her stuff like that. And, and so you're still alive. Obviously. I am. I'm still, I've been still married on top of that to her. What, what would you say? Because I want you to go home and ask her. What, what, sure. What, a grade would you give your marriage? I mean, after hearing yours and Robin's mm-hmm. that I thought was a 10 yeah, or 12 an plus, and yeah. you're an eight, uh, I, I would say that now we, we've been through ups and downs and valleys and peaks and all that kind of stuff. I, I would say we're a nine or 10. I think we have learned to um, uh, live with each okay, other. Right there is what I want to know. Okay. How do you learn to live when you're so different in your personalities? Because I want to give my two cents on that in a sure. minute. How did you two learn to let each other be each other and grow together i think one of the biggest things for me uh and i'm still this way with her is that i am always no matter what the first that's going to apologize and anything uh if it's one of my quirks if it's one of her quirks that's uh frustrating me especially at the beginning of our marriage i I learned to be the first one to say i'm sorry i'm going to be the first one to to say uh yeah i that was me sorry Mm -hmm. let's move past it Mm -hmm. uh i and and early on in our marriage, we had decided uh, things like, we're, you know, we're, we're together for life. Mm-hmm. We're, we're never going to say things, even in joking around, really about divorce or splitting up or anything like that. And so for me, it was just kind of a, um, uh, I, I would humble myself, really. I don't know, that sounds very Pentecostal, but um, I, I'm always going to be the first one to say, I'm sorry. I'm always going to be the first one to look in the mirror uh, and say, yeah, maybe I am the jerk. Maybe I am the one that's that needs to be a little bit more tidy and pick up my underwear off the floor type thing. Mm-hmm. And so that was a big thing for us and and um, or especially for me in our marriage is being the first one to be like, yeah, I screwed that one up. Sorry. You know, uh, but then dating was important too. We, we, when we first started having kids, it was important for us to get away, um, just the two of us. And so we would take weekends and we would have somebody keep the kids. And then when we moved from South Georgia and South Georgia was really, really a blessing because my mom moved um, to help out with the kids. Mm-hmm. So whereas there was a, a time period there where we weren't able to get alone, just the two of us, man, mom moving in, loves the babies uh, and, and would keep them on the weekends and would allow us uh, to spend time alone so together. So one, one way when, when things would go awry is one thing you would do is you would always make the first move. Yeah, of course. As sure. a husband, you would initiate, all right, I got to keep this yeah. right. I got to keep this healthy. I want you to take a moment tune in with me real quickly give me your mind all jesting aside i want to share with you how you can have an incredible marriage and how you can even though we joke about a b plus how you can enjoy each other's company for the whole life and so give me a few minutes i want you if you have a moment to open your bible if you want to follow along if not it's going to come from genesis chapter three the one thing about robin and i that is funny is we're we are two polar opposite people we're not mickey and minnie She's Minnie. You know who I am? King Louie off a jungle. (laughs) Right, sure, sure. Big old hairy belly. Yeah, sure. And so it's not like we're Minnie and Mickey. Right. No, we're not Daisy and Daffy, you know, Donald. No, we're polar opposites. Mm. She is an analytical perfectionist. Right. And I am a just, just get it done. You know, I'm ready to roll. Let's go. Kind of like you. Let's just go. And so the first few years of our marriage were very tense. Mm-hmm. Because I spent a lot just frustrated. Right. I had no clue she was a perfectionist. I didn't know that her mind was very analytical.
analytical. She analyzes everything. Sure. Uh, I could even tell talking with her today when we're joking, she said, surely this isn't on your podcast because <laughs> her mind is analyzing everything, right. everything she says. Uh, the first few years of marriage, she's such a perfectionist that every streamer had to be turned just the same amount of times for birthday parties. So if one streamer was 13, the other had to be 13. Okay. No clue. Sure. Everything was either zero or it was going to be a 10. There right. was and never an in-between. So a lot of frustration because I'm like, hey, let's just do a two. You know, first couple of years of marriage, we just have bed sheets on the window because she wanted the perfected, sure. you know, but we learned, to, we learned to live with it. And over time, 33 years now, we've learned to embrace it. Right. Probably the first few years, she's a little miffed with me. Mm-hmm. I'm probably a little upset with her. She's a perfectionist. I'm a just a, let's get it done. I, right. I just love life. Let's joke and play. And we did the same thing you did. We decided to never use the word divorce, but that, that poses a problem. The problem it poses is that because you'll never say divorce, you end up making a lot of assumptions that we're not broken when maybe we are, or we're not, um, really not appreciative of each other like we should be. Right. And so two personalities, totally different, but we've learned through the years how to genuinely not faking it, how to genuinely appreciate who the other one is. Mm. And I've learned if you want to have a healthy marriage long-term, you have to come to a place to genuinely appreciate who the other person is rather than try to change them. Robin is probably never going to get me to be like her and I'm glad and she liked me and I'm glad, but we've had to learn not just to tolerate, but to embrace each other. And what I've heard a lot over my years of pastoring is phrases like this. Well, we just don't connect anymore. I'm just not emotionally connected anymore. Or I love you, but I'm not in love with you. And what that tells me is somewhere in this relationship of a husband and wife, we have lost, we have lost what it is that makes it so special. Whether we've lost, we become so familiar with each other or we just, take for granted the differences and now the differences irritate us. And so what Robin and I have done, even, even joking last week, like we opened, it was fun because it was both of our personalities just letting each other be each other. Yeah. One of her quirks is she eats methodically. Every bite is thought about. Every bite is what will lead to the next bite. I'm not. I'm an Alabama, Georgia <laughs> redneck. I, I lump it all on the plate, mix it all up, and eat all at the same time. Right. No, the beans cannot touch the rice, cannot touch the carrots, cannot touch the chicken. Sure. And she methodically works through it. You can watch her eat. She's very methodical and eating. So I always laugh when we go on a date because she's analyzing the bites and I'm just having fun on this is great. Want right. some more ketchup. Right. And so last week she got a piece of cheesecake. Now here's what I mean by embracing each other. She says one of my quirks is I'm just a messy eater. Not that I get food all over the plate, the place, but that I let my food touch. That's what she considers messy eater. My food touches. And so now we've learned that when the dessert comes and we're going to share, you know what we do? What's that? She will draw a line with a knife right in the middle. Wow. And she says, you can mess up that side, but don't touch mine. Don't touch mine. Yeah, sure. Now I've learned don't even touch it till she's done eating (laughs) because she'll methodically go through it bite after bite after bite and then slides it over to me as soon as she slides it to me it's like 
have at it, Mr. Man. And then I just move the whipped cream around. I scoot everything around and I eat happily. Right. Well, we've learned to adapt. We've learned. And that's what I want to give you. Can I give you five minutes? Yeah, go Genesis for it. chapter three. I want to teach you how to appreciate the love of your life, how to embrace each other's differences, how to grow to a place that you can be strong and appreciate each other rather than manipulate and be negative toward each other. Genesis chapter three. This is what I feel like I've learned in 33 years of marriage. We go to the story of Adam and Eve sinning. When they sin, they do exactly what God tells them not to do. And do you know what happened exactly when uh, they ate the fruit? The story goes this way. I'll pick up in verse uh, verse six. This is what it says. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took the fruit and ate it and gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. Verse seven is, is point one. And the moment their eyes were open, they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. You know what they did? Hmm. They worked together to cover it. That in the beginning of a marriage, I've often found that we overlook each other's faults because we're so in love. That's good. Even if you tell a brand new couple getting married in premarital counseling, hey, they don't believe it. Right. They're like, we're never going to argue. Yeah, right. We love right. each other so much. Look how handsome Phil is. Right, sure. And you're like, Alicia's gorgeous. Right. Even if I told you, Alicia, he's just going to leave you and never even say anything, go eat with the boys. She wouldn't believe it. You're right. too nice. So here's what I find. Verse 7, it's the first years of marriage. Marriage. It's where you overlook your faults and you work together just to love each other. Because it says they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. In other words, I don't know how they learned to sew, but they came up with a plan that we don't have to just sit around and uh, pick on each other. We did, we're in so much love, right. we're going to ignore it. Well, guess what? Time goes on. And you know what happens when time goes on? Verse 9, God finds them hiding in the garden and calls out and says, where are you? And at this moment, what we realize is what I call the second phase of marriage. It's where you start realizing things may not be like you thought they were. You start realizing who in God's name did I just marry? You start having thoughts that I do the right thing. Did I pick the right spouse? That's what I right. said a minute ago. Well, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Right. And I'm like, that's just so stupid. But, but coming to a place, God says, where are you? And then the man replied, verse 10, I heard you walking in the garden and I hid. I was afraid I was naked. Who told you you were naked? The Lord asked him, have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? Verse 12 is the second phase of how to have a great marriage and what begins to happen. The man replied, it was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit and I ate it. This, the second thing you're going to have to work through in a marriage is there'll always be a time where you're going to nitpick the other person's faults. The first phase of marriage is I overlook them, I work together, and I act like there are no faults. We make fig leaves. But the longer I go in life, I realize, like he said to Adam, where are you? There comes this moment of individuality in every marriage. And that individuality of every marriage starts looking around going, it's somebody else's fault that I am where I am. Hmm. Uh, the reason my marriage is bad, it must be my wife. The reason my marriage is bad, it must be him. Uh, the reason it's a B plus, it's probably Rob. And the reason it's a B plus, well, it's probably marked. So if you don't learn how to conquer that in those moments where you've been married five years, 10 years, 15 years, you start nitpicking each other's right. faults. They irritate you. You start blame shifting.
thing. You start reminding them of their quirks. Oh yeah, well, oh yeah, well you're this way. I can't even eat cheesecake with you because you just destroy it. Every time we order it, you destroy it. Right. Well, I, I can't even I can't even get anything done because every time I try to get something done, you're so loud and noisy. I can't even think, right? So if you don't conquer those things, it's going to destroy you. Yeah. Most marriages don't end on the wedding day. You know why? Because their thinking is we're making fig leaves together. We don't even see the faults of each other. But over time, the fig leaves rot and the fig leaves are gone. And you realize, oh my God, all those thoughts I had, I'm living with a real human that has quirks. I'm living with somebody that has some serious personality here going on. Well, let's go on into it and find out how do you end well. If you don't ever progress past that, whether you go to therapy or counseling or however, if you do not get past the, these quirks irritate me and these negative things about my spouse cause me to just have anxiety, you're going to be, you're going to be a sitting duck for divorce in an affair. Because what happens is when you see other people, you only see the fig leaves. Right. You don't see their, right? You, know, you right. don't see somebody's, all their faults at the first. Sure. You're, you're thinking the best thoughts, which is how affairs get, because you're thinking negative about your spouse, but you're thinking positive about the other person wearing fig leaves. It goes on. God has a conversation with Adam. God has a conversation with Eve. God has a conversation with the serpent, Satan. And listen to verse 20, because this is how I think we have an incredible marriage long term. Verse 20, after it's all said and done and the dust is settled, he didn't leave Eve. He didn't say, you know what? Now we could joke and say, well, there was no other woman for him to leave. There was no other man. That's a debatable topic we may talk about later. But listen to verse 20. And the man, Adam, named his wife Eve because she would be the mother of all who live And then God made clothing from animals, skins for Adam and his wife, Eve. So the greatest place you can come to as a couple is not to nitpick your differences. It's not to overlook them and act like they don't exist. It's to come to a place that you appreciate it so much that you only speak life. Because this woman in verse 20 that Adam said, this is the mother of all living. She was not. She's the mother of everything dead. Everything out of her womb is going to produce death. Cain comes out. Abel comes out. Death. Uh, Genesis chapter 5, it is the obituary of death. Right? Sure. And so Adam's like, no, I'm not going to focus on what she's what she is, but I'm going to focus on who God made her to be. Right. I think every marriage has to come through these phases of the early years, just overlooking everything because of love. Then the middle years, not getting so sidetracked that you become each other's problem. And finally coming to a place to where you've been together and you appreciate the differences and you only speak life and you learn to live working together toward the purposes of God so that now Robin and I are polar opposites and yet uh, we're in love. We love hanging out. We love going on dates. I love irritating and picking at her with my personality 
and she loves her personality because we've come to the place where I realize she's God's daughter and every quirk and all of her personality was gifted by God. Right. Maybe shaped by the world, but she's God's daughter and I have to learn to embrace that. And I think if we want a good marriage, we have to learn to embrace the differences, celebrate the differences, uh, laugh at the differences that brings us closer together because together Adam and Eve are better because when they do that, they come together and they begin to multiply and fulfill the will of God. That's good. That's my thinking on it. That's good. Hey, thank you so much for hanging out with me and Phil. We hope you have a great week. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening to my dad's podcast. Make sure to follow along and help us by sharing this episode with someone you know. Thanks again. Have a great week. Thanks.